RadioInfluence.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up. Guys, today we are talking about emotional intelligence. We've been actually hearing about it a lot lately from our last guest speaker that we had on the show to, you know, hearing everyone talk about becoming woke, um, to also everyone talking about kind of elevating oneself. Um, so we've done a lot of research and, you know, experience with ourselves, our teams, our family, kind of re reread, read over again, the emotional intelligence 2.0 book. So you don't have to. Um, so we're going to try to break it down as much as possible today and um, dive as deep as we can with the time we have. Yeah, no, I'm excited because I feel like you've been talking about emotional intelligence for a while now. And whenever you first started talking about, it, I'm like, Ash, you are over my head. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but now I feel like I've heard about it a lot more. I think it's like, big in the business world and, you know, in leadership roles, kind of what sets you apart, but what is emotional intelligence? Yeah. So, um, I guess the, the traditional definition, right. Is like the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotions, um, to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Um, which is a lot, right? I think, I think to explain that in layman's terms, (laughs) (laughs) layman's terms, I think just being aware that you're having that experience and being able to separate yourself from that emotion to, to be able to look at it from, from almost like a third party view, right? Like, Oh, I'm having this emotion and being able to just look at it before you react, Mm -hmm. I think is, is huge. Right. No, I feel like it is huge. And I feel like that's something that kind of starts from whenever you're young, learning how to manage your emotions and control your emotions. Like that's something that starts from very early on. But even if you don't have that from a from an early age, it's something that you it's not too late. You can still uh, acquire how to manage those and you mm-hmm. can still kind of, you know, get that in check later on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's not too late. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a super simple or easily understood, um, scenario of emotional intelligence would be, um, like a shark attack, for example. Uh, oh gosh, (laughs) maybe that's a little morbid. I don't know. I just got this look from Steph that's like, uh, shark attack. Really? Really? But bear, bear with me. Okay. So if you're in the, if you're in the mountains, maybe like a bear attack, (laughs) something that's like scares you, right? Like something where you have like all these emotions, all these fears coming in where you're, it's almost all those emotions are paralyzing you. Right. And you just can't do anything because of all the emotions. You can't process what's the proper thing to do right at this time. Like for example, um, you, you know, you're on a surfboard and you get attacked by a shark. What's the best thing to do? Well, uh, if, if you live on the coast, you know, like, Hey, the best thing to do is poke the shark in the eye, right? Like that'll, right. No, survival guide on how to get out of shark bites. Next time I'm attacked by a shark, I will think clearly <laughs> and remember to poke him in the eye. I've had too much coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> how, I mean, I could have used the bear attack one recently just because I have a story about hiking recently in the woods, but I'm trying to sit here and think about how I can relate that to my life on a daily basis and our job. And I'm kind of equating it to maybe an interview Whenever you go into an interview and sometimes fear takes over, you get nervous and you don't know the right things to say. Mm -hmm. You don't know the right questions to ask and that can affect how you interview. Um, Or if you're um, trying out for something or auditioning, you know, that's kind of where my mind went because I, this is definitely an area where it has affected me in the past. It's for an audition. I get major, major stage fright, kind of the same thing. It's letting your emotions take over to where you can't even think and process information. Like if I was on stage trying out for an opportunity or for a position or a, um, a role for a play or a, a team or something like that, I literally, you could ask me my name and I wouldn't even know it at that time. I was so nervous and I let that take over. And it's kind of, I am equating it to the same thing as like a shark attack. Yeah. I think that's very stressful. I agree. I think that's perfect. Like you have to, you have to realize, oh, I'm going through this emotion Mm -hmm. and kind of separate yourself from it. Cause otherwise, yeah, I was thinking auditions too. Auditions, yeah. You're just, your heart's pounding and you're just thinking about how scared you are versus, um, the, the moves that you have to do right. or the lines that you have to say. Right. right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for an interview, you know yourself more than anybody else. There should be no reason you don't go in and ace an interview or, um, you know, the lines to a, a song or a play or, um, what the moves to it again or whatever it may be, you know, it more than anyone. So don't let that fear take over and control your brain. Mm hmm. There was this really fun fact um, in in one of the books that I read. Um, it said people with the highest level of intelligence or highest level of IQ um, typically outperformed those with average IQs, but only 20% of the time. However, people with average IQs, they actually outperformed those individuals with higher IQs 70% of the time. So that just goes to show you if you do have ability to assess your the current emotions that you're holding on to or, or have at the moment, you can actually outperform those that are textbook smarter than you. Mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, it, it shows and there's been studies done that, you know, leaders within a company have a higher EQ, which I guess they call emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. than ones that just have, you know, high IQ or high technical skills. It's more of that emotional intelligence piece that are um, strong in leaders, the most effective leaders. They all have that high degree of that emotional intelligence. And there's, you know, studies done that the most effective leaders are have this high EQ, they stay calm under pressure, they resolve contact or conflict effectively, (laughs) conflict effectively, and they respond to coworkers with empathy. So they have high self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Yeah. So there's, there's apparently four steps to emotional intelligence. Um, There's two forms of self 
awareness and then two forms of like social um, as per, you know, the emotional intelligence 2.0 book. So there's self-awareness, which is obviously looking inward um, to yourself, being aware of kind of, you know, you know, your how are you dressed for that interview? Um, Understanding your strengths and weaknesses. Right. And um, there's self-management piece. And then the outwards, outward pieces is um, social awareness and then relationship management. I kind of want to go over those a little bit if we have time, but it's almost like a mini SWOT analysis of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to the self-management piece, that refers to the ability to manage your emotions, particularly in stressful situations and maintaining a positive outlook despite setbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so leaders who lack the self-management tend to have, tend to have a harder time keeping their impulses in check. So I, I love that. I feel like, you know, that's, it's very difficult for a lot of people, especially in stressful situations. How do you react to things? You know, remember to breathe, remember to kind of think and pause before you speak um, you know, stay calm and collected. Um, I think those are all things that you can help that you can help manage your your self management. Like mm-hmm. that's how you can kind of keep that right in order. And then right. social awareness. Yeah, um, social awareness. I feel like is understanding, you know, your emotions, but also reading the room. You know, what are other people's emotions? as well in that moment. Right. Um, which is harder to do, I guess for men versus women. Most of the time is what I read. You know, women are really good at reading a room, whereas most of the time men are not as good mm-hmm. as reading that room. That makes um, sense. So what, what are some of maybe the, you know, for reading a room, what can you take away? Like smiling, maybe talking, maybe body language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just um, how people are interacting with each other, facial expressions. Um, and then I think just, you know, by being able to recognize these things, it gives you um, empathy. Like it, it enables you to practice empathy towards others. Right, exactly. Um, so let's jump into relationship management piece. What is that? What's the difference? Relationship management is your ability to influence, coach, and mentor others in resolving conflict effectively. Right. So it's kind of a culmination of all of those three, but actually being in a conflict situation where you can read one person, you can read another person, but be able to keep your own emotions out of it Mm -hmm. and help them kind of get out of their emotions to resolve that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Putting all of it together and kind of now kind of putting it into practice when dealing with others and kind of, you know, maintaining yourself in check too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think those four steps are important to just kind of separate just, I think just in general to understanding emotional intelligence a little bit better kind of breaks it down for you. Right. So why emotional intelligence matters is because it's how you interact with others and how you deal with your, yourself and your, your own emotions and kind of relaying that effectively towards others. Right. And I I think it's important to note that like 
Um, we're not talking about suppressing your emotions or anything like that. I think it's really more about recognizing what you're feeling and kind of looking at it like it's like it's a separate entity and saying, okay, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry. Why? Like what exactly about it is making me feel that way? And remembering that emotions are not good or bad. It's an emotion. You can have that emotion. Yeah. You can't help emotions. You can help how you react to them. Right. Exactly. Which is why it's important to, whenever you get that email that really ticks you off, Mm. not to respond right away. Or you can write it, but don't send it. Yeah. I literally (laughs) say that all the time. Like, yeah, go ahead and write that email because you're really upset. Mm -hmm. Get it off your chest. Don't send it. Just put it in your drafts. Mm -hmm. And then I guarantee you at least, you know, in an hour or the next day, you're going to be like, oh, I would have sounded very silly because that was my emotion that wrote that and not my head. Right. And then on social media too, responding towards posts or, um, you know, certain things that you don't agree with, like, just don't do it because that's your, that's your emotions responding. Let, let some time pass. And if you really want to, um, respond to the, the post or whatever it may be, then do it in a way where you're thinking more with your head, not your, your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Your emotions. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, we, we all experience emotions, Um, when you're in the thick of it and you're, you're experiencing an emotion, right? Whether it's in a conflict or just in a group setting, whether it's on a video call now, or maybe you're, you are actually, you know, out to dinner or over at a friend's house, um, and you're feeling an emotion, right? I think you need to realize, just take a minute and breathe and realize that everyone else is experiencing emotions too. So don't get overwhelmed and all caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, what else? Did we miss anything? I know that was like really heavy and really quick, but I think it was really important to cover all that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, this emotional intelligence piece is something that you, we don't really talk about too much or uh, people don't talk about too much. Right. Like it's something that's just kind of, um, you know, expected but not really talked about and how to, and how to do it and how to manage that. Um, but it's a, a huge piece of, um, you know, how to become a good leader, how to manage teams, how to be, you know, an effective communicator, just, you know, and just how to maybe manage life right now, especially right. with all these shifts happening. Um, you don't want to come across belligerent. You want to be able to breathe, control yourself and um, approach it in in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that covers it. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I think, you know, in summary, really just being aware of your emotion or whatever emotion you're having at the moment is actually very powerful and it will help you get better each time you kind of assess that emotion that you're having, it'll be, you'll be able to change it into a positive way. You maybe your reaction or just re redirect yourself again in a positive manner. I mean, you know, what, what's the, what's the worst that can happen when you're, you know, just trying to become aware. Right. And, um, remember we said the four steps of EQ, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. So, um, you know, being aware of your emotions 
knowing how to manage your emotions, being able to assess other people's emotions, mm-hmm. and then how to kind of put it all together and how to interact and um, deal with conflict and, you know, deal with other people. Yeah. Um, keeping your emotions in check as well. Yep. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Next Path so much for helping this all happen. And until next time, guys, live bold and boss up. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.